Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and your higher power, this show is for you. Thus, we explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. This show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Dr. Kelly. Now let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started because we share with you the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Dr. Kelly. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. And today starts something brand new for us. Um, Even though I know you heard it on the uh, commercial coming up about Dr. Kelly, but Dr. Kelly is no longer going to be with us. She's doing some fabulous things her own. And so now we have a new co-host. Our co-host is Coach K. Welcome, Coach K. Hello, and thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. And so for everyone who's out there listening, you're wondering, well, who is Coach K? Well, guess what? I met Coach K, I believe it was on um, Clubhouse, where I met her. And she's a beautiful, as you guys can tell, young lady. And she is the owner of Love and Intimacy 101. So of course, with that title, of course, I had to have her. Um, She's a life coach, a certified clinical sexologist. She believes in love and life and in an intimacy coach. She is also married with five amazing children. And she's been a guest on our show. So if you want to go back and look, and she gave us, I believe it was like, um, was it the five? um, Five pillars of a, a stimulating relationship. That's right. The five pillars of a stimulating relationship. Yes. So she is wonderful. And I like to welcome her to on as a co-host. Welcome. Well, I thank you again so much. Um, and yes, with the, the company Love and Intimacy 101, this is just like a perfect match waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Since you and I both have been specializing in intimacy, what do you define intimacy as? So for me, intimacy is a um, closeness or bond that you share with one or more parties. Um, it's like a, almost a, a unspoken connection that you have with something or someone. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And that connection is um, like when I met you the first time and even you being on the show, you know, we had this, you know, connection and connection is strengthened by all the other parts of um, intimacy and communication and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good, good. And um, what we're talking about today is that connection of intimacy through contact, through eyes, hugs, and voices. And today, um, I'm so excited. Guess what? We have a guest that specializes in that. That is exciting. I'm I'm excited to hear everything. (laughs) Okay, good. Good. So um, let me introduce our guest. Our guest is um, Jerry. Nehar. And Jerry is definitely um, a person who understands intimacy, not only in relationships, but in business. So he's been doing his business for over, well, since 2000, almost over 20 years, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And he's the president of Creative Discovery Training 
and consulting. He's a writer, a speaker, a trainer, a coach. Um, he does a lot of work with businesses and healthcare professionals and government officials. And he does a variety of mentoring and coaching. And he also does, which is looking at all your stuff, coaching in the sense of culture, coaching in the sense of training, leadership, career. So he does a lot. Welcome, Jerry, onto the show. Thanks, Dr. April. Thanks, Coach K. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so as you were sitting there listening, um, something I ask everyone, what is your definition of intimacy? Right. Well, thanks for having me on. This is this is a real treat. I appreciate it. Um, and hey, listen, I, I like what Coach K said a lot about the, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, and I, had, I didn't have it written down, but you said a phrase. Um, my, my, I'll, it'll come back to me. My definition is, definition is complete trust and vulnerability uh, with another human being in the present moment. Um, and, and that's it. Um, but, but, but coach K, I, I just want to, I, I, I should have written it down. You said something, in your definition really, uh, rang true for me. Can you say it again? Ah, usually out of mouth, out of mind, but I believe it was something of, um, that closeness and connection that you share with something or someone or more yeah. one person or more. Yeah. No, I, I know how that goes. It's there. And you, you say it. And then somebody asks you, hey, repeat that. And it's like, whoa, I, I can't remember. No, it's, it's, just, it's just that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been in, I don't know if you will how much. I mean, that's that's my definition. So, um, you know, it's real ethereal. I, I mean, oh, I know what it was. It's almost like you said unspoken. That's what it was. Yes. You use that word unspoken. And, and when I think of that, I think of the, the tacit understanding which is unspoken but understood that we we can have with another human being in the moment where there's there's no need really for even language uh at least the spoken language where we are completely in the moment with another person and um it's uh it's powerful but the unspoken was the word that's what I was trying to think of so but that that's that's kind of my loose definition of it yeah i wonder jerry in today's world um do you find that a lot of people are sometimes not fully present right yeah do you find that oh you're asking absolutely right and that's something i wanted to if we have time that i i i you know i can share um you know i there's a there's a word that goes around today and i and you both will recognize it's called mindfulness and you know (laughs) i'm dating myself we're back in the 70s and 80s and i was born in the mid we weren't talking about the word mindfulness (laughs) i mean it was a word i'm sure but i i didn't use as a younger person but now we use this word all the time. We use it in business. We use it in education. We use it in therapy. I'm a licensed therapist in the state of Michigan here. So we use this, this term uh, to convey that one is aware of what they're thinking. That's really in its simplest form what it means, um, which means you have to be in, in the present moment to do that. And you have to be aware of what your, uh, aware of what your thoughts are. So um, uh, certainly, you know, being in the moment, um, Although we all strive for it, those of us who talk about stuff like this, it's really difficult because it's always it's ever fleeting. You know, even, even me talking right now, it's it's everything I just said is history. So to stay present, uh, and I'll, I'll share with you how I do it if you want to know that as we go on here. But uh, you know, being able to quiet your thoughts down and through breathing. And uh, some people call it meditation. Some people call it prayer. Some people call it just being with yourself. But being able to stay in the moment and to practice that, to have that as as a regular practice, 
so that when the chaos occurs, because it invariably will, because we're just human beings and things happen to us and we happen to other things, that being able to have that skill of going right back to the present through our breath is, is, is critical, I, I, I believe. Yeah. So I was just wondering, um, as a business person, and business leaders may be listening, and I know you go into businesses and help them out, a business person may ask, why would I have my workers do any mindfulness? Isn't that like wasted productivity? How does that yeah. affect my bottom line? Right. Well, that's man, that. That? I'm sorry, what's that? Is there any research on that? <laughs> oh, there's tons of evidence on that. Sure. I, I, I mean, so Dr. April, I mean, that, that question gets asked to me a lot. I mean, I work a lot with law enforcement on such issues as implicit bias and leadership, emotional intelligence. I work with uh, CEOs and, and higher level managers, directors, executive directors who, who are leading people, who have people reporting to them and who rely on them for good leadership. And that question comes up all the time is, you know, Jerry, we don't have time to, to get into some of these deep breathing exercises that you recommend, or we don't have time to, to, you know, to, to slow the conversations down. We have work to do. And my response is always the same. It's you probably don't have time not to do this because if, if the individuals who are working with you and for you and who are whatever your, whatever your product is, um, if, if they are not healthy, if they are not well, Cognitively, emotionally, spiritually, um, they will um, inevitably probably not be the, their best selves in the in the workplace. So, what can be a, a five or seven minute uh, employee wellness exercise uh, a few times a week, or even to start off the the, the Monday morning meeting with meeting with that, um, though it doesn't look like a, a big ROI get immediately. Um, the research is that the, 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 those employees who are your happiest and who are their healthiest do the best work. They have less time off. They're, they're not as tardy. They, um, they, they benchmark. They, they, they um, are able to, they're, they're, more, they're, they're more servant-minded in, in their, their work. So, yeah, there, there's all kinds of, um, you know, people who do this for a living in research uh, this kind of stuff that's out there to to to, to um, convey that it's it's really you're you're missing the boat if if you're a 21st century employer and you are not doing uh, the 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 wellness piece um, you're kind of in the you're kind of in the dark ages. I definitely agree. <laughs> I have a background in human resources and I've watched it firsthand. Where right. if you're not giving your employees that space. There you go. Um, they're not going to give you their productivity. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so um, also in the sense of like now with technology, we are all doing this virtual thing. How does that impact mindfulness or? Yeah. Well, it's, I think Dr. April, I think in some ways it's antithetical to mindfulness. You know, listen, I mean, there's, there's, we're on, you know, we're, we're using Zoom right now. So we're, we're, we're talking uh, about something and maybe are going to critique the very thing that we're using right now to connect. So, you know, we need to be aware of that first and foremost, that there are some things that, some good things that occur um, on social media besides, you know, who you voted for and, and what you had for dinner last night and, and, you know, um, you know, your, your best profile picture. So you know, there's some things that, 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 that can happen in social media that, that um, 
that can be assistive, okay, in connecting with people. Um, but here's the, here's what I found is that there's there's a, there's a glaring difference between, of course, the physical experience and the, and the virtual experience. I mean, I I can I can show my best self through social media. I can take if I want to 25 pictures of myself to make sure I get the best angle that I look the best I can. I can retype my response, my post, my reply. I can put Jerry Nair out there in his best self, which truly isn't me. I mean, it's a part of me, but it's not all of me. Okay. Cause when you see me in real person, it's, I'm not as forgiving. You know, I'm not always going to say it right. I'm not always going to have the slickest and, and the most well thought out response because I cannot edit myself in the moment. I mean, I can, but if I already said it, but when I'm typing something in or I'm on my, I, I'm on, I'm, I'm on my screen and I'm, I'm looking to um, communicate that way that I, I've actually done the thing, the, the, the opposite of what I'm really trying to do with that is to connect with somebody that, in, that indeed I'm, I'm not completely real because of the, the nature and the, uh, the setup of, of social media uh, that, that we get a chance to, um, you know, be more than uh, be less actually than what our profile suggests. So, I mean, I've, I've written a few things down. I mean, I, I know this is a, this is a big, this is a big part of, of why I'm here perhaps, but you know, something to look at is, is, is the bandwidth of, of our, of our connections. So if we look at the breadth versus the depth of our, of our, who we're connecting to, I mean, I, I have, I have a, a fair amount of Facebook friends. They're not really friends. Exactly. I, some of them I've never met. I've got thousands of LinkedIn connections. I have maybe, maybe, and this is, this is being very conservative. I maybe have had conversations with maybe a couple hundred of them, but I've got close to 10,000 LinkedIn connects. So, so, I mean, what does that mean? Well, it just means that I've connected virtually or online with a fair amount of people. Okay. Um, but are those relationships meaningful? And do I really know about these people? Um, so if one is concerned or, or you know, um, has a need to uh, increase their numbers in terms of you know, who they're, who they're, who they're uh, you know, and as a business person, it benefits me. You know, whoever right. tunes in today, maybe I'll say something that they like and they may say, hey, we'd like to have you on our show. Or maybe I'd like to have you come in and do a training. Or we'd like to have you give you a presentation. Right. So that's all cool. But what I've sacrificed is, is that how many people am I really touching and who are touching me on a daily basis? I mean, this is wonderful right here, because even though we're not with the same physical space, we can at least hear and see each other. And we're talking about something that's, that, I, that I, I think we all think is meaningful. So I, I, I'm trying to answer your question. That's, that's one of the things. Um, I know being, what I, what I found out is that because um, I do a lot of virtual appointments. And a lot so of what? One of the, a virtual counseling appointments. Yes. Sure. And of course, supervision. But yep. um, what I found out is now that I'm doing a lot of virtual, I'm better at the facial. I can read people's faces a little bit better because you get a clearer understanding of their facial than I did before when I right. saw people in person. I mean, that's just one positive. I don't know if you've noticed anything, Coach K, in doing the video. Yeah, you do become more aware of your surroundings um, and you pay more attention to the other person because it's literally, it's you on a screen and there are no real other distractions per se. And you're more focal because 
you are trying to make a real connection with um, a, a machine and a person almost, if you if that makes sense. So you're trying to break through the computer into the other person. So you do try, you're more aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I, and you just mentioned breakthrough and breaking through a lot of times is that, that eye contact, that facial expression and even the voice. And yeah. how does that break through how our levels go up and down? So, yes. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Jerry, I want to go more into this facial, this body, and especially also the importance of touch in human interaction. We'll be back in a moment. Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion. A vacation without the kids. A vacation where you can learn how to communicate, where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight. If so, Vacation Counseling is your next vacation. Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. We have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in the Vacation Counseling, please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on vacation counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy, and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation Counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. Well, Jerry, um, I was just thinking, it was just hitting me um, back in the day, I think it was in the 80s, where Mother Teresa had talked about how in this society, we are so, so lonely. Loneliness and being alone. And you were talking today about eye contact, voices and hugs. How does that impact that right there? Right. Thanks. Thanks, doctor. Um, well, you know, um, let me, let me answer this from this perspective. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I have, I was around before all the social media and and here I am today. So I have that, you know, like, 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 I think the three of us, we we have that, we have that, not to age of you. I I think I'm the senior, I think I'm the age senior one in the, the screen here, but, but we all have that perspective. Okay. So, um, you know, I wrote, I, I wrote a book a while back. It's called Erase the Margins. And in this book, I wrote a, an essay called, the actual essay was called Handshakes, Voices, and Hugs. And then the pandemic hit, and I started talking about the book. And, of course, I, I can't change the chapter, but, you know, people weren't really shaking hands. They weren't really giving hugs either, but I kept hugs and made, made it eye contact, voices and hugs. And it was really as I wrote this in response to the escalating or the advancing technology in, in the, uh, in, in the virtual space and in social media. And, and really the, 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 I, I know it's a strong word, but the dangers 
that I think we um, that happen to us if we as we limit our physical um, contact with other human beings. So let me just go through the eye contact voices and hugs. I mean, I, I do a, um, an exercise in every training, every seminar that I give, and it's simply a, a some people call it the staring game, but we look at each other for a few seconds without talking. And, and that's, the, that's the, the powerful part of it is, is that being okay with the silence, but being able to connect with someone Hey, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I guess the connection, maybe it's his internet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. So hopefully he comes back on. Because, hey, as he was talking about um, back in the day in how society People is. want today. really three. Okay. So you back on? Yep. Okay. Yes. Was that me? Was I not on? Yes, you were not on. So if you could. Oh, geez. Okay. I don't know when I left off. Okay, you can just start back over. That's fine. Sorry about that. Yeah, let me just, you know, the presentations I give, so we do an eye contact exercise, but people really want to know that we connect, I believe, in, 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 in multiple of ways. But one of the ways we connect is by knowing someone's name, and this is in no particular order, but being able to hear a name, being able to receive eye contact when we are, when we are speaking and, and, when we, and when we're doing the listening. And then the other one is the other, there's three words, but it's the words, I love you. All right. Those are, those have been measured as things that make us feel good. Now I don't tell people who I'm presenting to that I love them, but, but I certainly uh, am, am invested in knowing their names and in particular being able to give them healthy eye contact, which if you're doing zoom or FaceTime or, you know, you're doing a webinar, I mean, you can, you can have that, uh, but you certainly can't have it on, uh, you know, if, if you're typing things in. So we, we lose that eye contact. You know, if we were just doing audio here without video, I mean, man, I could be doing a bunch of things. I could, I could be, uh, you know, I could, I, I could be distracted and I could, you could still hear my voice, but would I really be tuned in? And the answer is probably not. So that's, that's the first one. The second one is, um, um, uh, um, voices and, and being able to hear someone's voice. Um, I always say, if you if you feel lonely or isolated, make a phone call, which which is is losing popularity. I, I think every single day, we get comfortable behind the screen. Uh, we can we don't want to make the mistake of saying anything bad. So if I if I type it in wrong, oops, let me let me back. I didn't mean to say that. Once we speak, as I said before, it's it's spoken. So the the voice is a powerful thing. If we're blessed enough to have the gift of being able to speak, then then you know to make our voice people always say, you know, make your voice known, but the connotation today is not always with the actual verbal voice. It's, you know, through your activism, perhaps, which is great, which is through your writing, which is great. But, but the voices is, is another uh, way in which to connect. And finally, the last one is, is, is hugs. Um, I come from a pretty, uh, pretty affectionate family. Um, so I grew up, you know, the, the men and the women and the aunts, uncles and grandmas and grandpas. And we all hugged and kissed each other in a very, very, uh, I think it was, I think there's some boundaries there for sure. But, you know, we, we were a touchy feely family. Nowadays, we got to be, we got to be a little bit careful with that, you know, all, all with the climate that's going on. And I'm very mindful of that. Um, I, I was younger in my career, the guy who had walked down a hall in an office building and I'd shake your hand. I would put my hand on your shoulder. 
and say, hey, what's going on? It didn't matter if you were a man or a woman or what gender, what, what race you were, what age you were. And this was such a long time ago, and I won't mention where I'm working, of course, but the uh, you'll appreciate this, Coach, but the, the HR director called me in. And she said, she said, hey, she said, I noticed that you kind of touch people. And I was like, well, hold on. What are you talking about? She goes, she, I said, send me complaints. She goes, no, no one's complained. She said, but somebody might. And I said, I got it. I won't do that anymore. So we have to be careful in the workplace and, and outside the workplace of, of how much, even though we might be comfortable with it, are we um, putting our levels of confidence uh, of, of that on somebody else? I absolutely, though, and I've worked with guys in prison. I've worked with, with CEOs. I don't, I, I, there's maybe a handful of times where I thought, boy, I maybe shouldn't have shaken their hand or, you know, um, touched their, their, their arm in such a way. Almost all the time, it's, it's a welcoming thing. Um, I think the approach is important. If, if you don't have that level of comfort with yourself and of other people, don't do it. Um, but I believe it's gotten, um, I, I, I think it's gotten me business. I think it's, it's allowed me to connect with people beyond just, hi, my name is Jerry. Nice to meet you. Um, again, th- there has to be, there has to be a level of comfort with it, but you know, eye contact voices and hugs. Uh, I, 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 it's, it's a lost art. I, I hope it doesn't go away. The pandemic didn't help, but that's, that's my take on that. Right. So Jerry, um, with us always being on videos and screens, do you think people, especially millennials, and I'll even say millennials, but also I will say it happened to me myself, where we're so behind on these screens that sometimes we lose the connection? You know what I'm saying? That when we're around people, and what happened to me, I'll give a, an example. I'm, I'm always able to talk and all this kind of stuff. But I went to a Bible study in person. And okay. for some reason, I got so anxious about speaking out and i said april what is this about (laughs) you speak out before and then i said to myself you know it's about me always being behind the screen yeah so i wonder do you see that i'm not in the business world as much but do you see that with um millennials or people who have spent so much time behind the screens that that social interaction yeah, yeah, great question. I, I look at, I, I think of my son. He's twenty years old. I'm here in Detroit. He lives in Chicago. He ha- he happens to be an actor, so he's he's all about you know he's very comfortable with 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 you know with some things we're talking about. But I mean, to your point about that group, is it absolutely, you know, if 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 the three of us were in a room right now, I may be thinking, okay, what do I do? Do I cross my legs? Do I sit back? I, I'm you know, are they are they paying attention to me? Hey, come on, they come on, talker. All those things that that when we're in a screen, um, you know, it's it's still you can still see me and I can still see you, uh, but something gets lost. And I think what gets lost is our comfortability with being in the presence of another human being. And I'm not talking about the virtual presence, what we have going on right now, but I'm talking about that common space physical um, experience. And I think it explains ability that you talked about earlier. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, you know, again, um, living, you know, not again, I'm saying this for the first time, but living can be a risky thing. I mean, sharing who you are as a person at whatever level can be risky because maybe coach K doesn't like what I'm saying. Maybe Dr. April doesn't like what I'm saying or, or, and, but yet I'm, um, I'm putting it out there. And the further I get away or that we get away, from 
um, that direct contact where feedback is rather immediate. I mean, I can, I can see the eye roll, <laughs> not from either of you. I can see the, uh, she's on, uh, she looked her phone real quick or he, he's, he's sipping his coffee. He glazed out the window. I can see all those things. And it, I think it toughens me up a little bit, or at least it creates, it allows me to have a little bit thicker skin to stay in the moment with, with individuals who may not be uh, agreeing with me all the time. I'm a little off base here, uh, but, but uh, I guess my point is, is that um, it's easy to hide. It's easy to, um, I guess, not present our full selves because we don't have to through, because, based on the, the setup of social media. Uh, we can present a part of ourselves and intimacy. I know this is, this is the, the title of your show is all about, you know, that this is completely who I am. And, and this, you are completely who you are. And are we, you know, as this coach said, are, are, are we connecting beyond the words, but are we vulnerable and do we trust and are we staying present in the moment? Um, and, and so I'm trying to answer your question, but uh, yeah, long, long answer, short question is yes. I, be, I believe it, it, it. I don't think it, 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 it helps us in, in that area. We saw a lot of that this you know, at, the, at the top of the whole pandemic with the students having to go virtual and I watched how this year um, my younger three are completely different I kept saying they need that people interaction because what I saw of them last year this time is terrible in comparison to and I'm talking about overall attitudes how they feel it's almost like the flower that was put behind the chalkboard um, versus the one that was born in front of it and the sunlight was able to come through. It needed that right. connection. So that was, if we just watch the children, um, if anyone wants to listen, think about your child a year ago versus today. They needed to be in that space with right. other people. Absolutely. I, I know if you want me to, but yes, sun is the sun is the disinfectant of, of, of our, uh, the patterns that we get into that are, that are maybe not healthy. So when we bring things to the light, it, 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 it unveils a, a lot of things and we're able to, to be, I think more real. Um, yeah, my, my son, I remember he was, uh, he was taking a zoom classes and he said, dad, I've got an acting class today. It's on zoom and we have to do this, this scene. He said, how do we do this? It was, you know, I mean, so colleges and schools, they did the best they could, but um, it's, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't, uh, um, you know, it's, it's not what, what's needed in terms of edu- educating uh, kids in, in the classroom, like, like it is in the classroom. And, you know, I think about as parents or even our first connection was through touch because we came through, um, in most cases, a woman <laughs> and there was a touch. Yes. How important do you think is that physical human touch, Jerry? That, because that's really one of the first senses right. that we develop. Right. But Dr. April, that should have been what I, what my response was to you. I, I, I didn't even, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't sharp enough on, on, in the moment to, to think about how we all, how almost all of us are born. Yes, we, 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 we come out and, and there we are. Right. And so, you know, I know for me, um, because, because I, I, I like the physical touch just to, just as a, as a human being, I mean, the, the feelings that I get when I'm able to even even give somebody a hey, what's going? Give them a fist pump or, or pat them on the shoulder if I am touched. It it 
it does. I know it does something for me that that makes me feel like I'm I'm connected to another human being. Okay. Um, there are those individuals who who don't like that and who would rather not you know have that be as the part of the engagement the interaction and you have to you have to respect those boundaries and if you don't know them i always say you know err on the side of maybe not doing that and, and until you get to know them um but I, you know to answer your question i think it's i think it's critically important um you know the 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 uh the emotional response to being touched by someone who you want to be touched by in whatever 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 way capacity is is absolutely increases our, in, our our ability to uh, stay in the frontal lobe, which is where all rational and decision making occurs. It keeps us out of that reptilian brain, which is where the fight or flight response is. So the the touch is is incredibly important in us just being able to uh, function and optimize our our thinking and 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 how we're emoting. Um, and and there's 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 you know there, there's research on that. So you know I I. I I'm all for um, teaching and presenting and creating space and time for organizations to, to explore that. Although it's a weird conversation for the boardroom, <laughs> you know, or, or, or even the classroom is that how are we going to touch each other? Or not it's, it's, you know, I think we had to get comfortable with the language of it, but um, you know, again, the, 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 the pandemic comes and all of a sudden now we're not only not touching people, we're not even leaving our house as some of us. So that's that, that challenge has been has not contributed because has not helped at all. But perhaps as we move, you know, as we see ourselves moving back outside and, and, and engaging with people, um, someone told me long ago, I think the handshake is, has been lost. I said, I don't think so. I, I think we're going to go back to it. And I just had a meeting this morning with a, with a HR director uh, for, for a client and, and we sure can, she's vaccinated. So am I, we both had a, we both had our booster shots and I said, can I shake your hand? And she said, of course. So we shook hands. Uh, did I, did, I we, did we probably both wash our hands after the meeting was over? Probably she may have done that, but I mean, we were able to do that. And I don't know, it added to, at least for me, it added to the, um, uh, the, the meeting and, and, and the, the conversation. So Jerry, you just mentioned something curious, and I'm and you and you and Coach um, are both parents. Um, do you feel like if you hold or hug your, especially your teenagers, would that keep them more in the rational mindset versus? <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the one who set up a coach. Go ahead. I, I, I'll just I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> well, I just think to me, it just, it keeps them in a mindful, <laughs> there's that word again, um, state, because the reality is a, a teenager is going to do ridiculous things. We get that. Will they think of you more while they're doing this thing? Probably if you, if they, because of that touch, you remember that touch, you remember the hold and the hug. It's like, what would my mom or dad think about this thing that I'm about to do? So a child that's you know rarely touch they're off to the races <laughs> you know without a thought so i love to hear your thoughts on that for, um, for real yeah th- thanks i mean um i think when we hug other people and, and when we are hugged when we when we have that embrace and there's varying degrees of it of course but um i i i believe i, I know for me it makes me feel like i'm valued it makes me feel like I may be loved or liked, liked enough, <laughs> you know, for you to hug me. 
Um, when I hug you, I, I'm letting you know that I care about you uh, to a certain degree and that I might love you. I, I, I might really um, respect the heck out of you. And I want to give you a hug and show you that beyond just saying that I respect the heck out of you. Um, and, and so when I, I think when human beings receive that kind of that affirmation or that self-efficacy that, you know, boy, I, I, I do matter. At least to maybe one other person who just who just you know decide to embrace me. I matter, and when we feel like we matter, we grow, and 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 we leave behind our lower selves slowly but surely. And as we move into areas of higher growth, uh, that that um, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, as we ascend to higher levels of functioning, um. We, uh, you know, we leave behind the lower um, uh, thoughts of uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not uh, uh, nobody likes me. I, I need a, I need a certain amount of likes on my post uh, to feel valued. Um, I need to have a thousand Facebook friends to feel like I matter. So all those things to kind of diminish um, and we get back to the depth of our relationships because it's so easy on, the, on, on, a, on a Facebook post to like something. I've liked stuff on Facebook posts. I don't even know these people. And, I, and I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. So I, I live in this world to some degree, although I try to uh, minimize it as, as, I, as, I, as, I get old, as I grow. But um, that's much easier than, than saying, hi, Coach K, how are you doing? And I really want to know how you're doing. I just not say, you know, this thing in the office, hey, hey, what's up, man? How are you? How's the weekend? And you keep walking and, and you don't even stop. <laughs> you know, the, the, we, 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 um, we have to, this is a strong statement, but I, I believe we really have to slow down and start paying more attention to each other beyond our politics, beyond our how we look and believe and, and, and who we think is like us and not, and really begin to tune in to, to who we are as human beings. And that, that can be intimate. You don't have to be, you know, uh, a lover with someone or romantically involved. You can be intimate with, in a conversation um, and, and with someone you barely know. But if you have a point of connectivity, uh, that's powerful. Yes. And you just mentioned about um, people feeling that they matter. And I'm curious with you and with Coach K, um, if someone is out there feeling like they don't matter, or if you've had clients who says, hey, I feel like I don't matter, I feel isolated. What are you guys tips for that? You go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> okay. All right. I was thinking. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I thought, well, coach will bail me out here. Um, well, listen, no, I, I certainly, um, if, you know, I think, you know, we can tell someone that they matter. Okay. If someone says, Jerry, I don't feel like I matter. and say, well, you know, Dr. April, of course you matter. I, 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 and here's all, here's, here's five reasons why I think you matter. Okay. So that, that comes from me. So there's whenever it comes from something outside of ourselves, we can, we can doubt it. If, if you believe it, then it's true. So um, something that I, I, well, I can talk as a therapist on this. Something I've done in the past as, as a therapist, I don't really, I don't see a whole lot of clients anymore now. I do most of my work in, in coaching and training and development and, and seminars, but um, is, is to ask them how they see themselves and tell me, tell me about you. And, and listen, don't just highlight the good stuff. Tell them the things you don't like about yourself as well. But if it's all bad stuff, I'm going to, I'm going to push you to think of some good stuff too. And then I just listen and um, allow them that space to find some answers. 
Now, I didn't do that early on. I would, I would say, no, no, here, look at the things you've been doing over the last three weeks. Here's your treatment goals, and here's, here's the three things you accomplished. And I would get into all that, and that's kind of the low-hanging fruit. It's like that, that feels good in the moment, but the, 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 uh, it's not as long-lasting as if uh, one is able to find that. So, I mean, someone who's really compromised and you know, cannot think of anything, well, then, of course, you have to help them along. But um, I usually try to, to, to default to, um, I, I want to I hear back from you to tell me more about you, know, about you and, 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 and what you feel valued upon. So that's, you know. I definitely agree with that. Um, I like to turn the question around because I can't understand where they are and just ask them, well, tell me why you don't matter. Um, what does that look like? You know, where did, it, where did it come from? And a lot of times, like you said, they're able to start really thinking about it and come off of the surface to go down below that, that they realize I thought that I wasn't doing X, Y, Z, but I'm actually doing A, B, and C. And so right. bringing that client around um, by posing the question back to them that of the statement that they just gave is what I, I like to do. And I learned that in the, in the HR office, you know, uh-huh. um, you give me something, I'm going to hand it back on a different platter and you tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, I love that aspect. Definitely. Uh, one of the things that I do sometimes in helping clients um, look at themselves, especially when I'm not a- around is when they're strong, I have them do like a little video talking to their weaker self. And so oh, when oh. they're weak, they have to listen to their stronger self. It is just, yeah, one way of helping them do that. Wow, yes. that's cool. Yes. Well, we're going to take a short break and we come back. We want to learn more about you and um, Jerry and how we can connect with you. We'll be back in a moment. Renew your connection and your love in beautiful Costa Rica. February 27th through March 3rd, 2022. We'll make sure it happens. Vacation Counseling Intimate Couples Retreat. Your next vacation. Enroll now at vacationcounseling.com. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And so Jerry here has been talking to us about connection and how important it is with eyes, hugs, touch, voices. Yes. And so, Jerry, I know you've written a book. Yes. 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 Can you tell us a little bit about your book, Erasing the Margins? And I've got it right here. This is it. This is the book. Okay. <laughs> that was my plug. That's my, 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 uh, uh, well, I, I wrote it a couple years back. Of, um, it's a collection of essays. It's called Erasing the Margins. It's from my work and in my my reading, um, can you still hear me? Yes, sir. Am I good? Yes. Okay, great. Um, so it's, it's just a collection of essays based on um, my experiences with, uh, as a therapist, as a, you know, just as a human being, um, in talking with and trying to help, or at least trying to be there for those who, um, who I would say have fallen outside the margins of, of society. And these could be folks who are home. They could be, uh, they could have 
addictions. Okay. I've worked a lot in the field of addiction as, as a therapist, working in the prisons, working in the jails. I've worked in private practice. I've worked a lot with, uh, um, uh, with, with police and, you know, um, white kids, black kids, Hispanic kids, any race who are in trouble. Um, so uh, the, the book is really, a, it's, it's my kind of, um, you know, a, a thoughts on um, how do we bring people back into the circle and, and, and in, back into the margins so that everyone has a seat at the, ta- at the table and is, um, feels important, okay? Um, and it came out a couple of years ago, get on Amazon. Um, it's, not, it's not a long read, so it's like 100 pages, 120 pages. And, uh, you know, I, I've, uh, I, I, I talk about the, there's a, a, there's a, uh, experience I had with a woman. I was in Chicago a church. I stopped in this church that was, that was kind of important to me. And, um, it was, it was minus, uh, minus two degrees that day in Chicago. It's really cold, of course. Right. And, um, you know, I go in there and I got my Starbucks coffee and I warmed it on and there's homeless people in, in the pews. It won't take any much longer, whole lot of time in this, but I was I was hit with the the idea that, you know, I have no idea what this woman goes through. She had all I knew she was homeless just because I've I've worked with homeless people. She had all of her possessions in a couple bags, and uh, she was there until they told her that she had to leave because this was an army shelter. And I wrote a I wrote a story about that, uh, how um, we oftentimes will give a dollar. To the person on the side of the road, um, and that's great. Um, and then we go back to our our lives, and and um, which is which is oftentimes the right thing to do. We 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 you know we can't open up our homes all the time to homeless. But so the book is just a lot about that. It's just a lot about my experiences and, and meeting people in my life um, who had uh, not the privilege that I have had, um, and who have not had the the luck that I have had, and and my communications with them. I, I, I like to um, go on the streets of Detroit and, and talk to people who have no place to go. I have, I have care packages I'll give them, but that, the conversation is as important to me as anything else. I mean, I know the shelters in Detroit says, hey, man, jump in. I'll take you to a shelter. Can we do that? And most of the time, a lot of times, no one to do that for all their, all their right reasons. Conversation is so important to me. And you know that that being able to um, be a dollar or or the, the the gift card, which is cool, but do themselves as on an equal footing as them. And I don't know, we don't have the time for me to get on into all of it, but that's kind of what I've tried to write about. I hope I didn't confuse you more about the book than than you knew before, but um, that's that's what I've attempted to do with it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> sharing us for information about the book, and it can be um, found on Amazon which is great. Yes. Um, if yep. anyone is out there listening and they want to connect with you, where could we connect? Uh, you mean we... like, like a website or a... like, like, yeah, like your website. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, they could go, <laughs> This is, uh, you know, it's www.jerrynair.com. That's my website. I, and I, give, I give my cards out all the time to people who I don't know. I say, call me if you want to chat. Give me a call. If you need something, if I, if I can help you out, I will. If I can, I'll let you know. 
Um, but I, I, I get my phone number out all the time. If people want to contact me, I can give you that number. They can, they can get it from the website, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to, um, you know, I'm living the seminar and the, the trainings, but um, you know, I, everybody in the, who I meet call me about anything, which costs you nothing. And if you have a, maybe, maybe I'll learn something from you. So I'm, you know, connecting to people in person, hopefully, uh, but uh, in any way, in any way is, is important to me. The older I get, the more I value that, that, that connection. Hi. Well, thank you so much for being in the show. Um, Coach Kay and I really have enjoyed our conversation with you. So thank you for being in the show and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you both so much. I've enjoyed it immensely. Good luck to you. Thank you. Okay. Nice to meet you. Yes, nice to definitely. meet you, Coach. Yes. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. So, on our Bye-bye. upcoming shows coming up, we have um, on December 16th, Intimacy Through Retreats. And that's going to be a good one because actually, um, Dr. I mean, Coach Kay and I have been talking and she does a retreat and I'm doing a retreat. So, I think that is really, I'm excited about that one for. The one, and then we're going to be taking a break for two weeks, and we'll be starting back in 2020 with some great um, young ladies coming in to talk about authentic power, sexual dysfunction, and intimacy, intimacy and sex, how to attract your soulmate clients. So, yes. So, Coach K, this was your first one. How did you feel like it went? I think it went amazing. Um, it's it's always comforting to be, even when I was a guest on this show, it's, I love, you know, everything about um, the show. And I just love your special guests. I love our special guests. And being able to soak in that information because um, everything about intimacy is just amazing. So I definitely appreciate you, again, having me as a part of this this journey because it is for a lot of people who tune in, including myself every single week. Right, right, right. And from today's show, I learned about um, something he said in the sense of um, the rational mind and the irrational mm-hmm. mind and how touch really helps. And that was like, wow, it was nothing, something I hadn't thought of before. So that was really interesting. Yeah, it makes you visualize and think about sometimes when you see on the news, you know, someone who may be having what we call a bad day, or maybe they're going to harm themselves. And you watch a negotiator, maybe talking to them and they're trying their best to get close enough so that they can touch. So mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. Yeah, and definitely. And even for, I mean, as a mother of five children and dealing with all the social media and all the pressures the kids have on today, how sometimes just hugging them and being present can oh, help out in a variety of things. Yeah, you can feel all of that anxiety melt away when you embrace the child when they're, you know, going through social media is definitely it's 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 getting pretty sticky and dangerous there. So being able to embrace and allow that to melt off of them. So I love I love and I'll definitely be checking out his um, his book, Erasing the Margins. I definitely will be. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And I will see you next week. All right. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real.